Here comes the biggest news ever. Trek Off the Motion Picture is available on Amazon Prime. That's right. The movie version of the podcast you're listening to. An actual movie. A motion picture on Amazon Prime. Available in the United States and the UK. Just go on Amazon and search for Trek Off. The word Trek Off. One word. And you can watch us. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can you can like rent us or buy us. We're available on DVD on Amazon. But like streaming on Amazon Prime. And listen, please watch because it really helps us out. And share it. Give us good reviews. And share it on your Facebook page stuff, man. I'm just excited. Check out the motion picture. Warning. The following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Enterprise Double D. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. And today! Oh my gosh. Like, it's literally, we haven't gone too long. We've got our normal 10 days. And there's like so much more to talk about now than there was last week. It's crazy. (laughs) Is there is. There's a ton. I mean, we didn't, I mean, I think mostly though, because we just didn't keep talking. Like, I think we could talk about the movie for like ever. We could talk about the movie, but we didn't talk about the show. And now there's stuff, more stuff to say about the movie is like how the movie's doing. And there is that. I mean, I, I did see it another time. And, and, Me too. And, um, I saw I saw, I saw it like two hours ago. Oh, right. That's right. I, we, we actually saw it at the, uh, at the Udvarhazi in the Super IMAX. What is the Udvarhazi? It is the Air and Space Museum. That the Smithsonian nearby. one? Mm, is it, is yes. it Smithsonian? Is it yes. part of Smithsonian? It is, yes. yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, not the one, the one the in DC, shuttle. but the one. So, and actually, so it was actually kind of a cool time because we sort of wound up going like as soon as we got back from um, the beach because we had like my my sister was watching um, our animal, and so we went to pick her up and stuff, and they were like, "Yeah, we're actually going to go see. Um, we're going to go see it at the Uvrahazi." tomorrow and i was like well i want to see it again we'll maybe we'll just maybe we'll join you and she was like yeah you totally should that would be great and like i'm thinking she's gonna go like later they're like like be clear i've gone to see other like i, I took my father to see oh nine there like i've been to the udvarhazi to see things i don't go often and i always go like in the middle of the night like i've never like gone on a weekend during the day and it was like a weekend during the day on opening weekend. It was like, and I was like, oh, this is going to fucking, this is not going to be sexy. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be horrible. And I was like, you know, we should probably get there like an hour early or something at least. Then she's like, nah, and all this stuff. And we get there and it's like a complete clusterfuck. Like you have to have your ticket and you have to like get some kind of a wristband and like, so and as it was because retinal I was so scan, t- you got to get your fingerprint. Drop I'm of serious. Blood. You got to get. Yeah, you got to do blood. You got to give a stool sample. Um, like and and it was actually, actually you didn't have to do all that stuff, but you did anyway, and then got arrested. And, and that's why got arrested. Was and didn't so even bad. see the film. It was really fucked up. But like, what was so? It it started off horribly because like we got there just in time and was like, okay, fuck, we're gonna just have to take whatever seats. So naturally, I think. I think that she decided she had told us it was a later showtime, but it wound up. Be, she was like, "Actually, we're gonna go to the two forty And I'm like, "Fuck!" Like I have to be up before noon to do that shit. Mm-hmm. I had not been counting on that because I needed a vacation from my vacation. Um, so like, 
I was like, shit, we're rushing, we get there, and then you have to, like, pay for parking, which we've never done, because we've only ever gone at night when the museum's closed. So I'm like, fuck! Well, I didn't anticipate that. Shit. We finally do that, we get in there, and we get the tickets, and we're like, like, they're at, like, I don't know, 2.35? Right? We're, like, rolling up, and it's like, the show starts at 2.40, and so we're like, fuck, we're just, you know, just let's get in there and get seats. Hurry, 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 right? I get down there and I'm like walking and I find the doors. I try to open the doors and like there is a line, but there's like an like the museum is open. And I assume that this line is like for the observation tower because that's like there's a sign for that down there as well. And it seems a fair assumption because like if the movie starts at 240, that people would already be sitting. Yes. Yes. Right. So I try the doors and this woman in line like is super nasty. She's like, oh, the line for Star Trek starts over back there. And I'm like. Whoa, whoa, what? Just you have to go to that guy down there and you have to get a lift. Like, she was just horribly nasty. And I was huh. like, what the fuck? Like, aren't we I supposed every- to be nice? <laughs> R- right. Like, I had every reason to believe. Like, it was- like, what did she think I was trying to do? Like, fuck all these assholes standing in line. I'm just going to get in the door that's locked. Like, what? Like, I had every reason to believe at 237 for a 240 show that fucking shit's seated already. Every reason to believe that. So, like, I was just like, wow, that was really horrible. Like, I was, and unexpected because I, I anticipate, like, I, being Star Trek fan myself and, like, every time I run into other Star Trek fans, like, they're all, they're my people. It's like, you're cool. Like, it's like a filter. Like, I can, yeah. I can count on you being cool. And, like, I felt, like, really dis- like disenchanted. Like, they're not all cool. Yeah, she's no, we're, aren't we supposed to be accepting and nice? Right? And aren't we supposed like, to be us? It's fucking Star Trek, you bitch! Like, right, that's, the, so. that's the message. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I was really, really put out by that. Um, so the movie didn't start until way late, obviously, since we didn't even get seated until after 2.40. But once we're in there and we're watching it, um, God, and then the fucking screen went out. Halfway no, through. really? I shit you not. First, it was, oh, first no. it was the left eye, and then like a jackass, I took off my glasses, <laughs> like like because the glasses were broken, right? <laughs> like like, and then I look around me, and everybody's doing that, and I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> like it's really not the glasses, huh? That's not that's not what's up. And then it just went completely blank, but the sound was still playing. I felt so bad for the people that were there seeing it for the first time because it was packed. Like, you need to know how big that theater is. Like, it's 20 yeah. stories high. Like, it's a lot of fucking seats. 20, 20 stories? I think so. It's not 20. It's some ridiculous like amount. Anyway. Anyway. It's some ridiculous amount of stories. It's really fucking big, and there's a shit ton of seats. And it was, like, sold out. Like, the only rows that weren't seated were, like, the first, like, front two rows and, like, the back row that's all for handicapped. So, like, you can't just sit there. You can't just buy tickets for that. So, it was packed. And, like, everybody is screaming and whistling. And I'm like, projectionist guy is just not up there. Like, he yeah. can't be. Like, there's know. no way. He doesn't he's, know. He's jerking like, off. He's jerking <laughs> off to everybody's pain. He's, <laughs> like a, like he's a messed asshole. up guy. Like, I was like it, was, it was horrible. Like, but they finally, they fixed it. And then they, like, rewound it. And, like, but I felt bad because it was, like, shit happening. It was, like, right when, um, uh, it was, like, right, oh, it was, like, right when they got back to, um, like, Spock and Bones got reunited with, like, Scotty and Jayla and Kirk. And 
they were oh wow so to, it's like right in the middle i thought this was like the, oh my gosh yeah like so they're tending Holy to like shit. spock because he's just collapsed and then there's like a fight sequence if you recall right after that yeah, and yeah. so they're hearing that stuff happen, and they don't know what's going on. And some people are seeing it. At least you weren't seeing it for the first fucking oh, time. Oh, God, there. I know. I was so glad that I was not. I was like, thank God I was not seeing this yeah. for the first time right now. But, like, so so it was still really awesome, though, because that screen, you're so immersed in it because it's so yeah. gigantic. Like, for those people who have never been there, like, like this screen, you think, like, people, like, we've all gotten used to having movie theaters that have IMAX. Um, that's not for real. Us. That's fucking, but, that's and, like, and, and that's IMAX, junior varsity fucking IMAX people. I, IMAX, <laughs> IMAX is a format that, that refers to the shape of the screen um, and the calibration of the sound. And sure. IMAX is awesome. And even the, 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 the little even mini the IMAX. Even the junior varsity IMAX is good. Yeah, is but. awesome. But this is um, at museums. And you know, if you have a science museum or shit near you, um, you probably have this. But you're probably going to have to drive a couple. Like if you're near a major city, you can probably find something like this. Um, the, the IMAX screens you used to see when you were growing up. You know, where you had to go to like, you know, the local science museum or whatever to go. to go. So yeah. this this IMAX screen is is like like literally it's it's like the size of a building yeah um it's like it, in order to look from left to right on the screen you have to crane your head from you one do. side to the other you so i think it's important like like <laughs> like you have no peripheral vision it's there's nothing to your left and right you're inside the film yes you, know, you so, are absolutely inside that shit and it is fucking glorious like, particularly in like, Star Trek like if, if you're watching porno on an imax screen <laughs> you walk out with your doctorate in gynecology I mean, it's, it's, they hand them out like on the way there. out. Yeah, they just give it to you because it's fucking it's fucking in your face. Like it's a big cock right in your face. Um, yeah. And but, urology, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So so that part was still was still cool to see the movie that way, despite the, the hiccups and despite mean, nasty woman at the beginning. Um, but then what was really cool is I've so I have seen like I said, I've seen several movies at the Udvar but I've always gone at night and the museum's closed. And if, if you've ever been there, you know, you can kind of walk out the the hallway off where the theater is and you can kind of look down and see some of the planes and some of the cool shit but like you can't get close to it and you can't like go down the ramps and like read at nighttime and, yeah 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 right at nighttime you can kind of see it but it's like it's you had can't you really never experience been to the Uber Hazi, like i had as not a museum? i had, that's what i'm saying i've never been because like i'm a Holy like I'm, shit. Fucking, I'm a vampire so like i don't go when there's like people there oh it's and the fucking light is great. out and there's a space and, shuttle Dude, really, if the sun is over the horizon, really, if the sun is over the so that's what I'm saying. So what was really cool was this, this, like all this bad stuff that kind of made it a pain in the ass, and and it wasn't all sexy and good times. Like once we got out, like they had the fucking cost, they had costumes out there, they had Ohura's costume, and they had um. Zachary Quinto's costume out there, and that like it was really cool. Like, and this is so crazy because like I am not at all like criminally. Like I, I have no criminal tendencies whatsoever. But you but wanted like, to steal. I totally wanted to steal. Those I wanted things. to steal. <laughs> like I really just want to have them. Like I don't want to like do anything bad. I just want to have them. Can I just have them? Um. So, but I got a chance to actually like look around the the museum. Like it wasn't. It was still kind of late. So like they were still closing in like an hour or something. So it's not like I did the whole thing. But I'd never gotten to see any of it before, and it was really cool because you can see the fucking sweet ass stealth bomber like right. Yeah, when the SR seventy one Blackbirds in the middle, and then you walk Ugh. past it, and there's an actual space shuttle, dude. That's like been in Can fucking I tell- space, Se- dude. I was like, 
Oh my God. Like, so I didn't see that. Like I, I was like focused. My sister was, you know, I was talking with her. So I'm like kind of distracted. We're walking down the ramp. We're looking at stuff. And so at some point I've been looking at cool planes and really enjoying that. Cause I love planes and I love flying and I walk and as I'm walking out of like peripherally, now I see out of the right peripheral, I see, I see a space shuttle. Did you I'm not like, know it was in there? I didn't. And I just Wait, start. Hold on. <laughs> That's like going into McDonald's, not knowing they have Big Macs. That's the reason you go. I know. It's weird, right? I'm so strange. What a surprise. Uh, yeah. You, here's the thing. I love, it would be like going, like someone going to Disneyland, not realizing that that's where Mickey Mouse is. And then seeing Mickey Mouse there and going, holy shit, Mickey Mouse is here. Yeah. Um, like I, I, I was, wish, I wish amazing. I could have that experience because you can like, I know everything before I, you know me, I research, I, I triple you research everything. So I, I never get surprised. Things. And then you, you try gonna, to spoil me too. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm like, stop it! Shut your mouth! I want to be happily surprised. Well, I'm happy that you got that surprise of all the things I you did, get to see—an oh, actual spaceship. It was a ama- oh, it was amazing, dude! Like, I just—it was so funny because I think I heard them saying stuff, like my sister and like my brother-in-law and Mister A, like as I'm walking away from them because, like, it was like you couldn't have stopped me because I think I did like vaguely hear Mister A go, "She's gonna go that way." He's like, I don't think there's really anything I can do to stop her. <laughs> like, because I'm just walking straight to it. Like, with my arms out, because I want to hug it. You want to hug the space shuttle. I want to hug the space shuttle so badly. <laughs> and they don't let you, which is really not no. cool, for no. the record. Like, I don't know why. Well, you had like, just gotten arrested for the blood in the stool sample. Let's be right. clear. <laughs> so now I was going to get arrested for hugging the space shuttle. Although, I feel like that's a better thing to get arrested for. Like, if I'm going to get arrested for something, it should be for hugging the space shuttle. Yo, like, yo. What what you in for? Yeah, yeah, man. I stabbed a motherfucker. How about you? Yeah, I shot a motherfucker. How about you? I hugged the space shuttle. shuttle. (laughs) Yeah, no, I get that. I I would know. I would say I'd be like, I I have the space shuttle, motherfuckers. Like that. I do that. Yeah, no, I I I understand that. Remember when you was a kid, Mikey? You wanted to hug the space shuttle. I remember too, Johnny. (laughs) I'd be the most popular person in jail. <laughs> let's let's start but but no. Um But so, it was amazing. Can I tell you how beautiful that space shuttle is? It's I know, so, I've been there lots. So, it's so beautiful. Well, my experience seeing uh Star Trek Beyond a second time was nowhere near that. Um, <laughs> it was nowhere near exciting as I that. did see it. I, I did see it at a baby IMAX. I've seen at it twice IMAX. now at Baby IMAX. I kinda want to see it in two D and see how it is. Um no, I have um, no desire to do that. You know, here's like the thing. There are and I I I, re, I listened to a couple of reviews of it and I watched it again. Um, in some of there is a section of the film where where the 3D is there is some ghosting for me where the 3D doesn't quite work. And the section of the film is when uh, Chekhov and Kirk go back to the uh, Enterprise and they fool the lady and then they flip the Enterprise over and stuff. Uh-huh. There's more shaky cam there than in other places, and yeah. I feel like some of the shaky cam was added in post. Um, and oh. so, so there are times in the 3d where I get like the double image when it's shaking. Oh, really? Um, 
Okay. Uh, and, and it was in that section of the film. Most of the time I didn't see it, but in that section of the film, whenever the film, and I think that's a problem in general in 3D, like 3D is not designed to be done with shaky cam. And if you do it with shaky cam, you know, the way 3D works is that it's, you know, it's showing you, you know, you're actually watching the film at 48 frames per second, but your eyes are seeing, you know, totally the, 24. the inner last, yeah. inner last, yeah, 24 in each, each eye. Yeah. But so, I mean, I, I don't experience that. Like, I think some people are like, are better at watching yeah. 3d than others do you know like so and you are better i am but I'm better but than i did i did want to talk a little bit about the film though i did want to talk a little bit about like stuff that i recognize because i talked to mr a-, a earlier today and he mentioned that uh that um there are a lot of star trek 3 references in it. there are um and there I are lots it- of references in that we didn't talk about last i know time. like there's a lot of in there that i didn't like i and i even said this it was so funny as we left the second time because we were both, he was like, there was so many, I was like, I know there were so many like, like references to three. I was like, I was like, there was the, I'm like, wait, fuck. What was it? Was it, it was the fuck shit. I was like, man, I need a notebook. Next time yeah. I see this, I need a fucking notebook. I sit there and I take can, like write it down when it happens and be like, oh, this one, this one. <laughs> like, cause I wasn't prepared well <laughs> like there are, and there are references to two to you know the fact that it's kirk's birthday the fact that uh that they make a toast to uh to good eyesight and a full head of hair that's the oh, toast that? that's the toast that that they make which is of course a reference to uh in in star trek 2 it's kirk's birthday he's getting glasses and famously everybody says that william shatner wears a toupee that's oh. totally simon Pegg's sense of humor Ah. going we're young and we have good eyesight and so it's 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 like little <laughs> things like that uh, both in in comedic moments like that or like at the end uh when spoiler alert by the way if you haven't seen star trek beyond this is not the show for you today um um at the end of the movie when uh when he's talking to crawl um and crawls the whole time going going that's not what the, i was born into and kirk says um and i love this he he says he says better to die saving lives than to than to then, live with them being with the, taken. Yes. That's what I was born into. Which yes. is exactly what Kirk was born into. Yep. Was his father dying to save lives. To save lives. Yep. It's beautiful. Um, it's a beautiful moment. And it's it's you know little stuff like that that if you were I and I wasn't paying attention to it the first time around. Well, you yeah, because there's it. things that I paid more attention to the second. Like I was more critical. Like there are a couple of things that that like bothered me the first time around that like still bothered me the second time around, but they're like, like such what? little things like, um, like when they're on the space station and they're like, they, they have like just showed a guy like, you know, getting into like a little cubicle thing to like transport. We're just like, Oh cool. I see how that works. Neat. Um, and then they show like these crazy, like maglev trains and I'm like, why would people take trains anywhere? That doesn't make any sense. Like there's no need for a fuck other than this looks cool to see this train flying through the air. <laughs> like, okay, no, why? I have an answer. I have an I have an answer. For of course, that. you I have an answer, answer for that. We're going to assume that this. <laughs> I that it makes sense. We're going to assume that this station okay. has like she says millions of souls, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. the transporters, you know, while effective, are uh-huh. not there for millions of souls. So I think that in order to get that transport ride, it's got to be like Disney's Fast Pass system. Like <laughs> that's what Mr. A said too. He was like, 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 well, it's it's you know, it's the Federation. There's credits or something like, and if you you get it, it costs more. I was like, but there's no money. I don't understand. Not even like, costs more. It's just it's just a matter of resources. Like people got to go from one place to another. You can't have transporter signals a zillion like like five million like like Why I got to go to the store. I'm going to transport there. Like you think. Not? 
Because one, I like, I would imagine that those signals would there would be too much data going. It would be all basically we all of the power sorted. All of the power of the station would be going to doing transporting. That's all that would be going on. Nuh-uh. Like you need, you need a, another like because if that's I the mean, case, did you what, see the size of that fucking snow globe in space? Like it's gigantic. I know, but I'm saying that like they got to maintain every. I I totally get why there would be priority, Ethan. like like things that would be priority reasons to use the transporter, and then other things, you know, just. But it just didn't. Like, it just looked like a like a transporter on the street, like a phone booth on the street, like a, you're like just, a little you're, transporter booth booth on the street. Like I could, like I understood people. If there had been a line the at that places, booth, maybe it would have made like, sense. What? There had been a line at the booth. You know what? You want the transporters to be like the fucking Harry Potter flu system. Like just like everybody goes through that way. That's I how you do it. I just assume they do. What I'm saying is like once that's figured out, I feel like you would. I like I like the places where you see people like walking about. I understand that because you're like taking in the park, the sights, you know, whatever. But like, yeah, if you're trying to just get from 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 A to B, like if you're if you've got transport technology, like why would you ever like have people wait for load on to a train and then load off? Like it just seems so Well, I mean, but but for that for that for that matter, why are people building skyscrapers anymore? And the I mean, if you really want to get into it, like you really go Right, I was like I guess at some point you have to just like let that shit go. Do we all do we all have to go live in cubicles still? Is that something we all still like is, yeah, that's is, still something that is not everybody working from home? Like, could you not like in your home, have a room that's like a little mini holodeck where it seems like you're working with everybody. Like that's sort right. of a live holodeck. Like, could, could you not have that? Like, is there like people work from home now? Yeah. Most of, like in the 20th century. Yeah. It's like people are teleconferencing. You and I are using a teleconference service at this exact right, moment. At this exact moment to do this show. Exactly. So like, the idea that somehow we wouldn't have figured some form of we're going to use out. our resources to build enormous buildings, um, yeah. Unless those are all but just you apartments. You still got to house people, right? Yeah, I maybe mean, that. Maybe that's all there are. Maybe it's all just apartments now. Yeah, maybe it's just housing. But I'm just saying, like, it's just it's a little thing, right? That made me just go, well, that's silly. Here's like, another it looks problem, cool, but it's silly. But with, it's not like some gargantuan problem. It's not this big deal. It's not like. I, it ruins the film for me or anything. But then there are these other things that I noticed that were like really cool things that sure. that I hadn't noticed the last time that I was like, oh, I love that. Like when they're um, having it out, the final battle on Space Station and Sulu, I think he asks Chekhov at one point, um, or maybe it's Kirk because he's in Kamehameha, or maybe he's like Sulu, who's like, what? Tell, me what, tell me how many... You know, give me a scan, a life reading scan in that plaza that, that we're headed toward. And it's like, um, and they like actually said this, like, oh, they're they're evacuating. Right. And it's like, well, we're, we're living in a post man of steel world now. And specifically, we're living in a we're living in a post uh, honest trailer of man of steel world. now. We <laughs> are. But I guess and I guess. But if, what I'm saying is they didn't have to do that. They don't have to. Yeah to pay to to do a thing like that but i love that they did it like and it was perfect because it's like it's some shit that took you two seconds to do and it made me and 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 what it did was made me go they actually give a fuck they know that they're fighting the bad guy they know that they have to stop the bad guy to save all the people and it's like to be clear in those shots you see you see people running it's not like there's no people anywhere but like they've considered it right they've gone where is this a good spot like, can we do this here? Is there minimal life loss if we do it here? You know, I will say, I, I will say this for the, consider, right? for, like for, the three, for the three J.J. Abrams space films that we've seen, which has been the destruction of Vulcan, 
the smashing of the USS Vengeance into San Francisco, where we will presume billions died. Right. Right. Um, and then Star Wars The Force Awakens, where he literally destroys like eight planets. Right. Um, it's nice to see this director is like, um, listen, we don't have to kill everybody. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's I, I that's one of seriously one of the things they love the most about this film was this. It can be entertaining. It can be taught. It can be it can be edge of the seat. It can be amazing without having to kill somebody. Or having to kill tons of people, like yeah, like it, it should, like you should be able to kill or not kill your main characters, and then sort of the stuff that they care about, and that should be enough to entertain you. With maybe you know, look, I love destructo porn as much as anyone else. I mean, it's 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 fun to watch shit. And you go, love it you know, when they when people die. I don't know why, but you do. It's just fun to watch shit blow up. But like, but like, it doesn't need to be every time. And and frankly. If you, you know, we talked a while back about, about the concept of, of utility and like, like how something is not as good the second time, third time, fourth time. But at this point, I'm never going to get back that moment when the aliens blew up the White House in Independence Day. Like, I'm never going to get that moment right. back. Right. Like, where when that go, shit happened, it was like, what? I'm never going to. So at this point, when I watch intense. giant destruction on screen, I'm like, wow, look, so that must have cost him a couple of hundred bucks. <laughs> that must have been costly. <laughs> and, that's, and, that's kind of, and that's kind of it. I will say kind of a problem that I, a general problem I'm having uh, with the film um, in that I understood it better the second time is that there are a couple of issues that I wish that they had made a little clearer so that I would have caught it the first time. Because I okay. do feel like a film should give you everything you need to understand it. Um, the first time around. And I'll give you an example. Um, Crawl talks about the swarm of stuff that he has. They're yep. all drones. Yep. And you only know that if you're not like sipping your soda or crunching your popcorn during one line where he says, I yep. was on the planet and I found the drones. Yeah, and I found the drones. It it's an abandoned planet, but they left. Yeah. They're seeing their and their drone workforce. They're the fact that you know those what? are drones. Yes, because we actually is, it's funny that you say that. That's really important. It's it, really it important to how and they we work. We actually like, like I said, when we saw it the first time, we were in, um, we we're in Virginia Beach, and we were staying with our friend Shrop, who saw it with us, and like he heard our, he heard my whole half of our show, obviously, because I'm loud as shit. Um, and so we talked to him. He's like, I want to talk to you about something. He's like, Where the fuck did all those ships come from? Like, and he's who's like, flying them? Who's flying them? Yeah, like, and and I and so it was, it's so funny that you say that because we totally got into this conversation about it after you and I finished doing the show that night, and I was like, well, I think they're drones. I don't think they're all piloted. I don't think I think some of them are. And he's like, you know what? Yeah, you that would work. You're right, because because he but but he was saying like if he was eating his crew and there's only three of them left, like where where do they was ha- he like, eating his crew? I think so. I think that's the only thing that makes sense. Or what, but no, he was eating other people who crashed. Eventually, yes. But when it started, he's still doing logs. And the last log, he says, there's only three of us left. And I don't think there's only three of them left because um And was the happened. lady who set the trap, was she the third one of the three of I them? I believe because, so. Um, again, that's, that's, that's what I think. I think it was him, that the, the scary guy that tried to kill Jayla, and her. I think were the three. See, and again, it's it's there is stuff that is not um, 
There is stuff. That I mean, is... it's explained and it's there, but I think it's easier the second time around because I think I noticed too um, the when he would like steal juice from whom, like, because like it started to make more. It made more sense the second time around. The 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 appearance like of him and his people and how it wasn't uniform. Like they yeah. weren't the same. Well, I, it's not even really clear how he became that way because absorbing people is making him go back to to human. looking human yeah so the, so i feel like the implication somehow... then is then i feel like the implication is when he when he takes juice from whatever life force whatever being he, he takes on some aspect of like he starts to look more like that race. Okay, maybe. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's the, and that's what the stuff. I like. Someone, I that. feel like, I feel like with all the exposition with this there, and it is scattered in there. Someone needs to, you know, Jalen needs to sit down and go, listen, Montgomery Scotty, here's what <laughs> you need to know. Because I'm doing more checkup than I'll just do my my accent. Yes. Um, um, to, to do the explanation, I will do the explanation as Bobby from Bobby's World. Listen. This is what you need to know. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. Hello. Um, uh, you need to know that he crashed there and then he was a vampire. I guess he ate his crew and then other and then people crashed other there people crashed and he there, ate he most ate of their crews. But yes. the survivors for those crews are kind of all around the planet and they're all having their own little misadventures. Sure. Um, and he found a bunch of drones that he's controlling. And for whatever reason, he waited with those drones until another ship came in order to get readouts on the station that he could no, have gone he, to he, at any no, time. No, he needed the thing. No, he needed the thing. He needed, he the, needed the thing. He needed the weapon so that he could make it a biological attack. He clearly could have also destroyed the station. Right, but I don't like he wanted it was it was a specific plan that he had in place. Like I know, to get and the he just waited forever and ever and ever, and ever to make it happen to do that plan. I mean, yeah, again, I mean, here's the there, thing. Like, here's what there I noticed, are problems. Right, the second time I watched it, I was like, the things that I could knock this film for, I feel like, and there are things I feel like are no different than what I would knock any film for. Right, like there are tropes, there are things that this movie does that all movies do. Well, I think the but big like, thing that I this movie does is like it I didn't feel like there fails. was a lot of things that they did that were like uniquely bad and uniquely wrong to them. Well, I I don't think we're going to end up like with you know? uh, with a super blood explanation, and I don't think we're going to end up with like I don't think there's, there are fatal flaws, but I do think there's a problem with the film not explaining it in an effective way. The fact that I caught the fact that I go, oh, they were drones, and I had to catch that in a line and go, oh, they're drones. So the drones are all being, oh, and well, that's what all the foreshadowing too, about the bees when, was about. That's why they're yeah, called like bees. Yeah, like you talk about the bees and bees move in formation and like like each, like, so there are drone workers. And in the same right? way, these are drone, there are drone ships. ships. And the drone workers would be the ones that would like, like, I guess, Except lead a column. Here's every the thing, ship that they jump in, there that's are what people I'm flying this is why the ship. I say there's a problem, right? Like that, but that's a movie problem. That's if that's a problem that is like endemic to any movie, like not just Star Trek. Like, yeah, but I think that it, when you come to science show, fiction, movies, you look, see I, it. I was when I was watching the second time when Crawl goes to get into a ship, 
and 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 lead off like a whole bunch of like as the ships that follow him you notice that they don't have like um they don't have a window on top they're like they're flush they're they're completely closing so, so but the motherfuckers who are coming out with the guns shooting everybody they're all right. drones so those are all drones and that's so so the problem then becomes who okay, know how well, to shoot guns how come how come the um and also when, have computers in their ships when uh, when scotty is like randomly putting them onto a ship he just happens to pick one that had drones on it as opposed to ones that were just drone ships yeah like and, and, but that's and, again and, but that's like a movie problem like that's the thing that a movie would that movies do like they do shit like that all the time and don't explain it and you just accept it like yes because he probably had some algorithm for that and we don't have the time to show it to you you just accept it or like the thing with his bike like the bike having the the two other things that that Jayla that we've seen her use, like the ability to have multiples and like the gooey like that turns into a hard thing. Like there was no A team scene where we saw them put that into the bike. Like we just or accept- fix the bike. Let's just be clear. Right or fix the bike. We just or accept or find that it gasoline works. to put into the bike. Right. We just accept that it works. I mean, right? you that's guys have saying, you, you guys you guys have motorcycles. Those things break down sometimes, uh, especially. They do, but I'll tell you what, I haven't ridden my bike in months and months and months and months and months and months, and I just started her up today because I had to get to class, and she was fine. Totally fine. Totally fine. Like, so what if it was, a what, if it was a, what if it was two hundred years? I'm just saying it was a little bit rough starting her. Like so, but she did. Like she was like, oh okay, cool, we're good. But if it's a like, hundred years, I'm just. It depends on the fucking bike, man. It could be a really and it's Scotty. Bike. Like Scotty could get Scotty could well, get and, that and, shit. And it depends yeah. on how it was stored. And yeah, you've got Scotty and you've got Jayla, who seems to clearly be really good at fixing things. It like, ran, and it's this movie, so it runs on hope. <laughs> Stop. I'm just saying that's something that we would see in any other kind of movie and wouldn't even think twice about it. Sure. Right. I would. Like, I think I would. I, I think, think I might mention it, but my point is it wouldn't bring down the movie. It wouldn't be like, that was so terrible. The movie sucks now. And I don't right? think the It would be a thing no. we would acknowledge and we would just be like, but it's fine. Right? Yeah. And that's how I feel. I feel. Exactly. I, I, I would say the movie is still super fun. Um, it's still super fun. It's still really good. I still really like the message. Um, I love all the little like like th- all the little references to three, and I think this is a reference to three because I don't think it's a reference to Voyager when he when he says I decided to transport you one at a time so that you wouldn't get spliced together. I think that's an allusion to the fact that Bones carried Spock around in him in three. Oh, that's interesting. I do. I mean, look, there the, and there are clear he even things, says like, I can't think of a worse scenario. A fi- scenario is yeah, what Bones says no, it's that's that's amazing. funny. Yeah, no, no, and I'm like. <laughs> Well, and 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 also it's and I said this last time. What an enormous sequel to Enterprise this is! Um, Absolutely, and that was cool. Like, so I got the ability, like, like not, um, like, because that was another discussion I got into with my friend Trump because he had never seen Enterprise. It's a so deep he- fucking cut. I will say this: I am impressed that they not only went for Enterprise, and and look, I, I'm sure they could have done some research, and I feel it's it's as deep a cut as making Star Trek Into Darkness about Section 31. And it's the same thing going, it's the fucking Makos. Like, they were around in one season of Enterprise. Yep. And, and, like, it's such a specific thing to go, there was a Mako on Enterprise that, like, that when the when everything was done, they gave a captain thing, which does happen, like in the like it's it's because I they were no wait for it because why Justin? 
I want to hear you say it. Why? Because oh, because Starfleet was wasn't a military organization. Right. Well, this is a new timeline. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I would like to submit. Fuck you hard. By the way, I had I had an interesting a discussion. A of dicks and vaginas thrown at your head. I, like, yo, no. There's a vagina in my sink. Listen. Um, <laughs> like, um, no. <laughs> I just watched it that It is not a military organization, and that is why I need to write a thank you note to Simon Pegg. You yes. need to write him a thank you note for the classical music line because he clearly wrote both of those things just for us. Yeah. So I, thank uh, you, Simon Pegg. <laughs> I did get an, on an interesting, and I want to I wanna give credit where it's due. Um, I got an interesting discussion uh, with uh, someone on Facebook, and I'm going to look it up while we're talking, about uh, the Warp 4 uh, thing. Oh, I know. Somebody, I think Mr. A read me something to explain it, but it still doesn't work, I feel like. It was, it was very convoluted, and I couldn't really follow it. Well, like, okay, so so, and, and I wanted to I wanted to talk before, about it. In the before time, then wait, I don't understand. And then it was, but no, but that's still the first the first star. Well, I wanted I wanted to talk I wanted to talk about this a little because it's, was the it's, NXO one and it broke warp five, so that doesn't really work. All right, so so there was this guy, and I his wish I could remember Daniel his name. On, on, Daniel on Twitter, yes, thank you, Daniel, for right. for pointing us to trekcore.com. All right, they have a thing that says where the Franklin fits in in yeah. the timeline. Um, so, um, go ahead. It says, since the debut of Star Trek Beyond and the new featured starship, the 450-foot USS Franklin, we've seen a lot of both confusion and consternation from fans about where this vessel purportedly, the first Warp 4 ship, fits into the Trek timeline. Spoilers, obviously. There are two prime factors that have become the source of this uncertainty, the nature of the ship's prime. history and its registered name. This dialogue, okay, so the dialogue is, this is the USS Franklin, sir, can you believe it? First Earth ship capable of warp four went missing in the Gagarian radiation belts in the early 2160s. This dialogue is a clear signal that the ship is older than Jonathan Archer's Enterprise NX-01, which was the first Earth vessel with a warp five engine, broken All right, back up, back up for me. What's, it's older because it's a warp four. Right, I guess. Okay, go. Is what the signal there is. The NX Beta, of which Archer and colleague AJ AG Robinson piloted on the first warp 2.5 flight, occurred in 2143, first flight, narrowing the launch window of the Franklin to between that time and the NX-01's maiden voyage in 2151. This prototype nature of the warp 4 ship is why the Franklin was christened with an NX registry, NX-326, at its launch. In addition, Captain Edison's backstory from Beyond details him as a veteran of the old Earth military's Mako service, which was absorbed into the Federation Starfleet after the Romulan War concluded and the United Federation of Planets were founded in 2161. Because the Franklin remained an active part of Earth's armada, now part of the UFP, it was reclassified to the USS Franklin at that time. And for those of you asking why the NX-01 didn't get a USS designation, remember, it was set to be retired after the events of These Are the Voyages in 2161. And if you think this is just our speculation, worry not. We got a note from Dylan Highsmith, one of the lead picture editors on Star Trek Beyond, about this very issue. If you want the official explanation on the Franklin and its warp factor, it was a Mako ship, or a United Earth Starfleet ship, that housed Mako personnel at times that predates the NX-01. When the UFP Starfleet is formed, Mako was disbanded, and the ship was reclassified as a Starfleet ship with the USS identifier. The ship is then lost in the early 2160s. It was important to everyone that the ship, like Edison, predate the Federation, that thematically the ship mirrored an earlier time in history and served as a bridge in design between then and the NX-01. Doug and Simon may have worked up something on the official launch date, but if they did, it never made it to script or screen. 
Either way, it predates the NX-01 and was reclassified after the UFP is formed. Okay. So I guess that's... It goes on this to have a whole bunch of other stuff that it talks about that... That's really why. interesting. But um, Okay, no, 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 I get that. Um, huh, that's really interesting. Yeah, um, I mean, that's certainly a... It Again. seems awfully convoluted and 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 like there's no way you get there on your own. <laughs> you know yeah, what I no, mean? It is like it is there's an explanation. no way without it is an some backstory that or facts. explanation or comic that's that's beforehand. Yeah. Like you don't, and it, so it just it seems to me that you it would have been easier to just say it was the first chip. Yeah. To, to break warp six, like that's just yeah. a simpler thing. It's so then you know it's it's that it in the NX timeline in in the Starfleet timeline it is a ship after. And I don't think that in any way makes it so that Franklin doesn't predate the formation of the Federation, like because they talk about him being a Mako and that's pre the Federation. So just it seems to me like there was an easier fix instead of trying to come up with crazy lore and well, and Mako's and look look like you could Mako's just say. Makos didn't have. We never saw Makos have their own fucking ship. We never saw that. The Makos were we on the NX01. Like it. That's uh, our it just, experience of the Makos. Yeah, yes. that's that. That's that. It's it is kind. Of, so the conversation that I had though, and I think it, it pertains to the rest of this timeline, which is there are things in this timeline that don't make sense in the Kelvin timeline. Uh, why does Carol Marcus have a British accent? Right. Even though even though her dad is RoboCop. Um, who's gonna protect (laughs) us kirk you (laughs) war is coming son only robocop can save us i i don't know call me son one more time um i love that's one of my favorite lines in that i love it i know um but uh by the way in case anyone didn't get that that was a (laughs) reference um (laughs) but the uh (laughs) but but there there are things that are wrong that don't that don't make sense even with the kelvin timeline even with like there are things that just don't quite jive and i got into this conversation with someone and i guess it was daniel that i was talking to because i i started talking about sort of the metaphysics of of what might happen um to the timeline and it's important to note that the prime timeline we all go oh yeah it's enterprise oh yeah it's enterprise but we have to remember enterprise is also an alternate timeline to the prime timeline enterprise is in the first contact timeline in that jonathan archer was mentored by zephram cochran who was led into space by riker and jordy riker and jordy took zephram cochran to space zephram cochran saw the borg knew who the borg were worked with lily afterward after the whole borg invasion thing is aware of his own future what's going to happen in the 24th century then he goes back he meets the vulcans he knows it's going to happen before it happens everything about that timeline has changed there was a borg attack on his missile silo like it's that's kind of as big as the kelvin right like whatever crew was going to be working with him on the phoenix when it went up like those guys are dead yeah, but maybe not. Like maybe it it because this is the first time we've ever seen an offshoot on the timeline. Like maybe that's how it always happened. No, 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 it's not because one, Riker and Jordy are there. Two, later in Enterprise, the Borg are still there from First Contact. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's the right. Borg from First Contact because we're in the First Contact 
timeline, even the opening to Enterprise, you see but the I'm shot saying, of I guess Athena. what I'm saying, though, is that that stuff is part of, is like, just because it's not on record, right? Like, because it's not on record, because we don't see it, like, we don't, like, it's, it's, it's the timeline. It is the timeline. It's like, um, God, I'm trying to think of, uh, it's like the Trials and Tribulations episode. Are right? you saying if you go back in time and you change a major event, then that is the way the but timeline was supposed to be? It doesn't create an alternate timeline? In that circumstance, perhaps. Oh, like in that the circumstance. the story that we're watching, right? Oh, That's okay. what I'm saying. Like, the first time we see an offshoot and then we follow the offshoot is the Kelvin timeline. Prior to that, what we've always seen is, like, the Back to the Future-esque, you know, timeline situation well, okay but here's but here's t- let, let's take it further then there's the temporal cold war sure. everything that happened in the temporal cold war was a deliberate attempt by future guy which was never explained or <laughs> ever resolved uh, uh to to have the zindi um and and other things uh the zindi and the suliban are like like fuck up the timeline that was future guy's plan right including up to and including the huge terrorist attack on earth where they cut up florida Right. Like that was not supposed to originally happen. Also right. designed. So what you have is you have these sort of fracture points in time. And I'm going to headcanon it to say that the reason that the prime timeline still was allowed to exist was because whatever that timeship, the timeship relativity or whatever it was, or the Enterprise J, which timeship relativity from Voyager or the Enterprise J from uh, from Enterprise. Either way, one of those two ships are out there correcting you know setting right what once went wrong um again <laughs> um, <I love> it. <laughs> um so they're that's out there what bacula does yeah they're, they're out there fixing shit ziggy's helping them with the tricorder <laughs> yes uh, with Z- ziggy, ziggy and, B- Z- and al you gotta have al <laughs> do, you, do you by the way side note when you watch quantum leap when you're a kid and you watch him carrying around this handheld device which could do everything know everything and he wanted to hit it because it never had good reception did you ever imagine that's what life would be i know right <laughs> i know it's crazy isn't it because it's totally it's totally our phones now yeah we we want to say that the tricorders became our phones because they're so awesome no, no. ziggy became our phone ziggy because it's so fucking glitchy it's so fucking temperamental <laughs> um, but uh but so you have all these fracture points in time Okay. And then you have the biggest thing that's ever happened in um in terms in of fracturing the time the in space terms time. of fracturing the timeline. It sure. would have been the Borg takeover of Earth if Picard had not stopped it, but Picard right. did stop it. Sure. The fact is is there never would have been this separate timeline. None of this shit would have happened if fucking Ambassador Spock had been fucking successful in stopping Nero at his dastardly plan to destroy Vulcan. The, the, the Kelvin timeline would have been able to be fixed by the Enterprise J because it was a small enough it was a small change enough, yes, that problem, they could go back and fix it. They could have just fucking fixed it. But that sure. once you have, and maybe this is, what, this is why you can finally have an alternate timeline, is with the destruction of Vulcan, the timeline is so fractured that it actually pushes them, quantum pushes them into a separate timeline. Now, in order to do that, um, if you think of time not as being a straight line, whereas if there's a giant event, things can only reverberate forward. But if you think about time being like a, in a pond, there's this giant event. Yeah, and you said that it's rippling forward, backward, all around, right? Yeah, it's it ripples forward, linear. backward. There, there can be subtle changes 
you know, in, in places where time was fractured. Where's time fractured? Certainly in the Enterprise timeline. Certainly where the Kelvin encountered Nero. Certainly where the where where you know first contact uh, encountered the Borg. Probably if you go far back as you know Edith Keeler or the or the Gabriel Bell riots from DS9. You know, like all of those are little fractures where suddenly maybe time cracked that the destruction of Vulcan was such an enormous event that that time cracked. And maybe that's where suddenly you get these two separate timelines. Um, I don't know. It's a weird, I, don't, I mean, it's, it has nothing to do with anything because none of this shit ever really happened, but like it was, it was, it was enough <laughs> to me to go, okay, well maybe that was a warp four. maybe enterprises. We know it is slightly different because of the destruction yes, of Vulcan. It just, it just seems to be like, like we're saying, you know, it's, it's, it, it's this one line that like, either causes a whole bunch of people to go, wait, what? And now we've got to have explanations on Facebook and articles about it. And, you know, and I appreciate people bringing that to our attention. Like, thank you, Daniel. But like, it's just it's great conversation. <laughs> um, it's just, but why? Like what it would just have been simpler. It would have been like, you would still be able to tell your story just the same way. It wouldn't change it in any way. Noticeably. And, and it, and it wouldn't be this whole, wait a minute. What was that? That doesn't make sense. That like takes me out of the film for a second. Like that's just what's unfortunate about it, right? Like I, yeah. the, fine. There's explanations. I accept them. They're they're fine. It's a line, and it it's, comes so fast. And it's again, whatever. That's, but like, but I just, look, let's, let's I really the... feel like I would be happier if Simon Pegg just said Warp Six, and they dropped that line in, and they just changed it. <laughs> that would yeah. make me happy. <laughs> Or, or they say the third ship to ever make war five, you know, a, or something. You know, I don't give a shit. Like yeah. he's, yeah, he's, he's like not on screen when he says it. It doesn't fucking matter. Like all that matters is that he was a Mako and he was given a starship. Like I know, and, and Mister A brings up like in the article later, it goes on to talk about the transporters and how they're only, um, only used for, uh, transporting material and not people. But like that was what they fir- that was what they had on the NXO one. Like if you will recall when the show started, like they didn't people they they took shuttles everywhere. It wasn't until later when they were like, "Oh shit, fuck, damn." Well, maybe we could try using it to transport Archer out. Uh, okay, it was like, "How did you do that? We use the transporter. You use the transporter." Well, there was a like, and the ship got a refit, so maybe there were I don't know. It did. I'm man. just saying, but my point is like, yeah. So if it was an early ship, like. Like uh, around the same time as the NXO one, like the, that, that it might not have been shipped out with like people ready transporters isn't so odd. Like that would not have like made me go, huh? As much as the as the statement that he makes does that it was the first yeah. ship to break warp four, like yeah, that. I agree. So that's my take on it. That's still how I feel about it. They probably won't um, ever hear this or listen to me or do what I say. Um, and that's fine too. If they don't want to do that, they could just put me in the next movie and they can do whatever they want. I don't care. <laughs> no, that's right. Because we had this talk about that too. Like it was so funny because my sister was like, really? Like you would just be, I was, I was like, I would be whatever they wanted me. and they wouldn't even have to pay me. Like that's the thing of it. Like they wouldn't have to give me money or anything. It would be like, I can be in it. Really? Totally awesome. Yeah, we'll take back everything we ever said. You know, Voyager is awesome. Enterprise is awesome. All of the Star Trek is the best. Whatever. <laughs> like, we I love was, it. I was. She was like, they wouldn't even have to like, you know, give you craft services. I was like, no, I would. I would just bring a brown paper bag. Lunch. I would bring craft macaroni and cheese. Yeah, I don't It'd be care. Fine. I was like, I would not care. I would just be like, can I be? A, can I be in it though? <laughs> I was like, I would do anything. 
Um, and she was like, I'm sure they would love that. And she was like, how would you, if you could, how would you afford anything if you had nobody? I was like, I would, I would happily like be a homeless person on the street outside, like begging for money if I got to be in Star Trek. Like I would make that, like, I obviously not for forever, but for as long as the movie was shooting and I was in it, like I would totally do that. <laughs> Like, well, before I'm before we jump though. before we jump off of uh, Star Trek Beyond, because there are a couple of other things we should talk about. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about how the film is doing. Um, how is it? Because like I said that opening weekend was pretty crazy. That the air and space, like that fucking shit, was packed. Yeah, there. but that's the air and space. I I saw it in in not. I have not seen it sell out. Um, I've I've never seen it in a full theater, and I saw it opening night. Um, so let's go over some numbers. Um, comparing Star Trek, Star Trek Into Darkness, and Star Trek Beyond. Uh, the budget for Star Trek 09 is $150 million. Into Darkness, $190 million. Star Trek Beyond, $185 million. So it was less um, than, into, than Into Darkness. Yeah. Opening bit. weekend for Star Trek 09, $75 million. Uh, opening weekend for Star Trek Into Darkness, $70 million. Opening weekend for Star Trek Beyond, $59 million. Oh, man. Um, fucking sucks. Um, it's, it's the marketing, man. The marketing did them wrong. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's so um, unfortunate. Like you should have just marketed what the movie actually was, and like that shit would have been amazing. Like, now there are things to keep in mind. So far, uh, Star Trek Beyond has has grossed 165 million dollars worldwide, um, of which 56 million of it is the foreign gross. But it has yet to open in certain markets, including China, which is a big deal. It's worth noting. That uh that the original Star Trek or Star Trek 09, 33.2 uh percent of the um mark of the money it made was foreign, um in Star Trek Into Darkness 51 percent was foreign, uh right now uh the foreign gross is only 56 million to uh to the 109 million um domestic gross, so that's only 34 percent uh foreign because you have not opened in China yet. Here's the problem. This movie, the general rule of thumb in order for a movie to break even, it needs to make twice its budget is kind of the rule of thumb. Okay. Um, so that means that it needs to make $370 million, of which it's made $165 million. It needs to make another right. $200 million. Um, and summer is winding down and coming to a close. Um, some of this... Like, like there, there are a few things here. One, um, there is, uh, there is certainly continued, um, there's the trailers that heard this film, first of all. Fucking destroyed it, like, in people's minds. Like, I know you and I are just, we're huge fucking Star Trek fans, and I, I went out of obligation. Like, I wasn't even excited or so jazzed and like, it's going to be great. I was like... God, this is probably going to... It was this, like I had the same attitude as I had about watching Superman versus Batman or whatever, V yeah. Batman. Like I was like, I have to watch this because I feel like I should, but I'm going to be so unhappy. I think I'm going to be so unhappy. And like, and, and nothing could have oh, been but, further but, from the truth. I wasn't. It was so good. Yeah. Well, like, and it's, the it's also worth new, noting it's the this, is troubling, this is troubling too. This is troubling too. Uh, the second weekend drop for the first Star Trek... It dropped 42.8%. Uh, Into Darkness dropped 46.9%. Second weekend drop for Star Trek Beyond is 58.2%. Um, I don't understand So, uh, Well, here's the thing. I think there are a few things. Uh, one, there is the market is more full now. 
than there was when it comes to space adventure. Um, the fact is, we had a Star Wars movie six months ago or eight months ago, and we're getting another Star Trek, Star Wars movie Star Wars in movie four in months. Like, well, yeah, really soon. In, in four whatever, months, whatever, right? Um, and uh, and since oh nine, culturally, also... Star Wars has always been more popular. Whatever. Well, and then and then you have yo know, the bloom is off the rose. I've always said that you can judge uh, how well a movie is going to do based on based on the prior movie. So the movie that you're watching is not is is as much a judgment on the movie that came before, and a lot of people are turned off by Star Trek Into Darkness, like that's just yeah. how it was. Um, and I like Nemesis was not a great film, but I think it's better than I think it's better than an Insurrection. But that's not the reason that Nemesis failed opening weekend. Nemesis didn't fail opening weekend because it's a bad film. Nemesis could would have failed second weekend because it's a bad film. Why did nobody go? <laughs> yeah, but but, but nobody but when Nemesis opens, nobody because... knows that it's yeah. a bad film yet. Sure. Um, the reason is, is that people were burned on insurrection. And I do feel there are people who felt like that Star Trek Into Darkness did not do for them what they wanted to do. Um, there's also the fact that they waited as many years as they did. Um, the fact is that Star Trek 09 was, you know, was a big thing seven years ago. Wow. You know, and, ah, was and, it really that long ago? Yeah, it's, it's, it's 09. Yeah, it's 16 09. now. Yeah, it's 16 now. Um, Jesus, where the it's fuck worth noting, the time go? Holy shit. It's, it's, it's worth noting that Star Trek 09 and Star Trek Into Darkness both opened in May before the summer. Yeah. And Star Trek Beyond opened in late July. Yeah. Um. Uh. So, and then there's also this summer. And this summer has been a disaster. This summer has just been a disaster. Batman v Superman underperformed. Civil War did well. Because it was Batman a v movie. Superman underperformed. Uh, ignoring, <laughs> ignoring the quality of the film. Batman v Superman underperformed. Ghostbusters. What do you mean ignoring the quality of the film? I'm I'm just saying I'm just saying if you look across the board at major tentpole specifically sequels. Yes, or but it matters that 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 Superman yeah, I don't, v Batman I, we're, or whatever we're gonna, was a I want to talk shit. about that Batman matters. v Superman briefly. It I matters. do want to talk about it, but but in the context of this conversation, <laughs> okay, Batman fine. v Superman failed or 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 did not meet expectations. Failed. Ghostbusters. Go- Ghostbusters did not meet ex- financial expectations. Independence Day did not meet financial expectations. Even Jason Bourne, um, which is doing well enough for a film of its budget because it costs less to make, right. is not standing up to the last Jason Bourne film. There is uh, Ben Hur is going to crash and fucking burn. Oh God! Of course it is. Like they just shouldn't have done that shit. Like there's Ben um, Hur is Ben Hur, man. Leave that shit alone. Yeah, like, but but you get but the, you get what get I'm the saying. Fucking you, hint, Hollywood. Like there's shit that you should do and shit that you shouldn't do. And it's uh, okay. like there's nothing sacrosanct. And but that's I a think but I think the point is I think the point is that this summer, for whatever reason, people are not excited about going to the movies. They're just not. And maybe it's the movies, although maybe it's something else. There's a there's been a real talk, and I I listened to a podcast where they talked about this. They said it might just be that TV has finally taken over. It might just be that you know what the big hit is this summer, TV. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, the that's, thing is, that's, the fucking shows on TV are so they're so good. You get so much more content. Like I was just I just and cinematic a, content. Yeah, like, no, I know. Like we got we, we just got a um. Like on Amazon, that they you could like try out stars or whatever, and like we did, and I got to watch Ash versus the Evil Dead, all of it, all season one. Oh, it's so one. good! It's so fucking good! Like it's incredible. I like I whooped and hollered and cheered throughout. You know what I mean? It was exactly exactly what the Evil Dead is. 
Like it was exactly the 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 level of fun, the level of funny, the level of gore, all yeah. of it. It was pitch perfect. Uh-huh. Like I there was nothing I can point to in Asterisk is the Evil Dead and go, well, but there was that. Nothing. Not a fucking thing. It's perfect. You yeah, know what no, I mean? It, and yeah, like it, it, that's the thing. Like so much. And I'm watching TV. Scream and Scream is fun. Like even the summer replacement show. Then used to be there was nothing to watch in the summertime. That's true. And now But now we have that's what we start out new shit to check it out. To be like, it, hey, what do you think of this small run? Like it's it's dipping a toe, you know? And it's like easier than ever to like check shit and, out. And you can binge watch old stuff. I just started yeah. watching Veronica Mars. Like it's I've never like, seen that, so I might. I it's might really good. Um, I've heard but that. the but the 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 point being that 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 getting people into the theater has been hard, and you're you're trying to get people into the theater for Star Trek. I don't think Star Trek has the stigma that it used to have, but I, now I think it's just like you know. I think it still does to some extent. I think it, I think it absolutely is not the same as Star Wars. Like it no, I, but that's have, not what I mean by that's not what like I mean that, by stigma. I don't. It think doesn't that, have that pop culture like. Like, if I ask somebody, like, most times, if you ask somebody if they like Star Wars or if they know what Star Wars is, they're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's great, right? If you ask them about Star Trek, they're like, eh. Like, most people, like, it, that's why it's such, for me, it's, it tends to be such a litmus test, like, to your awesomeness. Like, if you're like, Star Trek, I'm like, you fucking know what's up. You're my people. You know what well, I mean? And that's, and that's the thing is, is Star Wars has been very smart. You know, ever since the end of Star Wars Episode 3, all the way up into, all the way up into The Force Awakens, you had the Clone Wars TV show. You had the Rebels TV show. You had the Star Wars celebrations. You had Star Wars presence at, at Comic Cons. You had Star Wars did not leave, um, did not leave pop culture. The Clone Wars TV show started airing. The Clone Wars TV show started airing like like really briefly um, after Star uh, after Episode Three came out, like like a year or two continued, and then there was like a, a three month break, and then there was Rebels. And that continued to the like there was Star Wars out there and there has not been Star Trek out there. They, there Star Trek has been silent until suddenly Star Trek Beyond popped up. Um, and so when you take that and then you also put it next to what's been going on this summer, I just think that like I don't I, know. If I, it, I really think that I think that plus plus the bad marketing, like I think they didn't have faith in it. And I think that, and I and I don't know if it was the studios that didn't have faith in in what Simon Pegg wrote, and the fact that it wasn't this nonstop, fucking, you know, I guess climax <laughs> all the time type situation that they didn't have faith in in the story and in what they were doing. I don't know, but like there wasn't as much press as there had been for any of the other previous Star Treks at all. Like, and. Agreed. And and then what little there was was absolutely not what the fucking film was, at all, and, well, and turned off the people that you would have coming into the fucking theater. Like it didn't, it did not serve to be awesome and to get people who you, I guess, were trying to get that you thought wouldn't come to see it anyway. But it did absolutely serve to get people who were going to see it to be like, uh, yeah, I'll see it later. Like, cause I, yeah. I remember I asked people that and I got that from a lot of people, a lot of people. I would be like, well, so are you excited to see the new, you know, Star Trek beyond? They're like, um, I'll get around uh, after to into it. darkness. I'm just going to wait. I think like I, a lot of people said that. And it was like, that really hurt my heart. Cause it's like, I, I understand because I feel you because from what I've seen, like, I don't. I I get why you would feel that way. It would be like I'm not going to spend the money. It costs so much more money to go see it in a movie theater. 
so Absolutely. much more. Like it's well, like well, and I, think, I could and just I think watch that's it when it comes thing, out on blue... DVD, and it'll be like fifteen bucks or twenty bucks, but I'll own it. Yeah. No, and I think that I think that there's there's I think there are a lot of factors. I think the other part is that you know Star Trek. The question is, does it continue? They've already announced that there's going to be a fourth one. Oh, good. Um, I'm glad because after and, that, and the, I want I want more. Like the way that movie ended, I was like, I'm ready for more. Let's do it. <laughs> well, and I think I think the other part of it is this, and I think this, and I, I think this is. I watched the movie I watched today. Did not need to be 185 million dollars. It didn't. Like like when I think that this movie is only five million dollars more. Then Star Trek Into Darkness. Now, like Star Trek Into Darkness had the destruction of cities and it had giant ships. It just seemed much bigger. That this movie seemed there's a, a bit of B movie to this movie. Half of this what? movie took place like took place like what? It's I call look, when, when you're listen when you're when you're I making listen listen like listen when you're making when you're making listen listen when you're making a when you're making a B uh, science fiction movie. Do you know where you put it? In the woods. And in caves and in broken down ships. <coughs> and 50% of this movie was in that. So why did this movie have to cost $185 million? Like, did, did was it the swarm scene? Did that have to go on that long? Did you need five Kirks on motorcycles? Did you need a thousand extras? Like, has it gotten to the point where they're just like, hey, write whatever you're going to write. We're just going to fund it. Like one of the things that happened when you look at the original Star Trek, the motion picture, they gave that tons of money and it's generally not considered to be the best of Trek um, with Star Trek two. They really cut back on the budget. That was a low budget fucking movie. And it was better because they were forced to, you know, spend time with people. Well, I think, I think, yeah, I think that what you got, what you get, and I think what you do get in this film that I think, I think was taken into account because it costs less than into darkness did. Um, and that matters. And I think that they, um, I think that unfortunately like your top actors, like every time they do a movie, you got to pay them more money. Like it doesn't that's ever true. go the other way. Right. So that's, that's not really a place you can cut. Right. Um, you could cut with some of, you know, the extras because you could get people like me to just do it for free. Um, but right. anyway, but anyway, I'm, but I'm getting off topic, but like legitimately, right? Like I do think that they took that to heart. And I th- and what's interesting, what, what I feel like is so, was so great about this last film that, that none of the other ones did not even oh nine. I was like, I like ran home and I needed more, so I put on the original series and I've been like binge watching the original series again. Well, you know and what I, you know, it. you know where I think this could go and where, where maybe this should go. Um, I said that I want to cling on war. It doesn't have to be kind war, but you know what we have not done is a movie on the ship. Um, and about being out there on the ship. And if you want to cut like money out of the movie, keep the people on the ship. I mean, it, like you can take them off. They can do a couple of things, but like, like ship to ship battles, that doesn't cost nearly as much as having you know giant explosions and motorcycle chases, and you know, like, like that. In order like for Star stuff Trek to, on planets, sure. In order for Star Trek to continue, they're going to have to cut these budgets down to, and this is not a tiny budget, but to like 120 million. It's going to have to be down to like a, they're going to have to cut 65 million dollars out of the out of these films. 
I don't know how and where they do it. I don't know if they do it by having, you know, fewer stars, fewer producers. I don't know if you if you cut down, you know, the action a little bit. I certainly certainly don't want it to be like insurrection where they where they really cheaped out on the effects. But like something Yeah, but has like here's the thing, like all of the like there's so many great conversations in this last one and that shit is so much cheaper. Like the conversations with 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 Bones and Spock in a cave is fucking less money. By far, well, yeah, and and you know what? The, and the you conversation can have... with Bones and Kirk on the ship is less money by far. And I'm not saying you can't have explosive, awesome action. I think you should. I think the audience is expecting that. Yeah, but, but I think but that I you're do... right. I think that you can you can use it judiciously, and I think that they did in this. But I, but I, I do think that probably the swarm cost more because it was like something that we'd never really seen before, and there's a lot of of detail necessary. There's a lot of moving parts, and so it probably. I feel confident that it was more costly to create the swarm than it would have been to create one big ship. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and also there's, you know, there's a lot of live actions. There's a lot of outdoor shots. There's a lot of, there's, there's a and lot I of love a lot. that though. I love the practical. I, it looks so much better. It really does. Oh yeah. I, I very, very little of that was practical. I like those, those trees aren't real. <laughs> like, when I say practical, I mean like they're not CG in. they're not green screened into the, yeah, they are. They're absolutely no way. Are. No yeah, way. Those trees don't trees. exist. Those that forest doesn't exist. Those aren't earth trees. I looked at the trees. The trees aren't earth trees. Like <laughs> they're weird. My point being, I know that they put some weird shit in the air. They did like some things to it. My but point I being is that I want Star Trek to be able to continue. That they, like, enhanced. I want Star Trek to be able to continue. And in order for it to continue, they're going to have to look at how much m- money this movie makes. They're going to have to assume that this movie, that the next movie is going to make even less than this. So they're going to have to look at the percentage of drop and figure out about where it's going to be. And they're like, you don't need to throw as much money into the Star Trek movies. You can have a couple of really awesome action set pieces um, and then make a good movie underneath and with some cool sci-fi shit and people will fucking come. And that's like, anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, because I think that's like that. What I'm saying is like, because I'm concerned like, I'm, they're going to quit. Like, I'm concerned. I am too. It, and I've gone, like I said, I've gone back and I've been binge watching the original series and, and, and being like, God, it just, it really felt like this. Like, like the, the conversations, the, the relationships, the, 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 the story being Star Trekian, like all of that, like it really, it, like I just finished watching the episode where they're like in this, uh, the sky city and then there's like the troglodytes or the troglodytes or whatever they call them like which is clearly like cave dwellers like it's 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 not nice what they call them that like have to mine the the stuff and it like is actually making their brains not as good and making them more violent and like they need protective gear and like it's such a like your workforce is completely divided and all, and but every but they don't do any work and they get to live up in the cloud city and just have a great time and like Kirk and Spock are like, dude, that's that's pretty fucked up, actually. He's like, well, you're not here to tell me how fucked up my my city is. Get the fuck out. Like, you're here to get your Zenite. Not get you your Zenite, but piss off. Like, but they don't, right? Because that's not how Kirk fucking rolls. And By it's the way, great. porn is also really cheap. Oh, I was thinking. So, like, my, like but, if you... but like they, they, but like I'm saying, that shit was good. Those stories are really good, and they didn't cost much. Like, so. And this movie had that. It had that kind of storytelling. So you can you can keep on with that level of storytelling, and then you don't need as much money to tell that story. And and it will be awesome. And then and then and throw I'll in then it. then you give you give three 
good spectacle set pieces. You have a, a good, good, you know, action battle in the beginning, action battle in the end, smaller action battle in the middle, and then everything around, you know, and find something cool and visual. Like spend your money on the awesome space station where all the buildings are facing each other, but you don't need the weird trees. You know what I mean? And you don't like there, there, there are places where yeah, like I didn't even notice that shit. Like it, like you're saying, you looked at that and you're like, those were not earth trees. Like I did not give two fucks. Yeah. That like, you could have shot then a regular much, flag. much more entranced with how hot he looked in that outfit. Like, well, and, and, and frankly, you could have, <laughs> frankly, I, I also feel like you, I feel around, like you could have cut the, the scene in the middle where they flipped the enterprise over like that scene. I feel like that scene could have been cut. Like that's if it you needed, but sh- it was such it was so traditional. Like like I remember it was, like, but it but I'm just saying if your if your like goal is to shave thirty million off this film, like yeah, like I didn't it it did not make me. I wasn't wowed enough by it that like it clearly looked me. expensive. But that's like, me, right? Like because I know that you had said some, and we talked about this a little bit, somebody that had dinged it saying it wasn't very fast in the future. That is some directly out of fact. Like, I watched this time. The second time around, I was looking for that, and there's, like, the shot, like, when, when uh, like, Scotty jumps out of the, the torpedo yeah, tube. Yeah, that. Like, it is literally uh, almost exactly a shot from Fast and the Furious. Yeah, it no, and it's the same cin- it, cinematographer who did it. Yeah, um, it actually it, it didn't bother me, and it made sense, and, like, the fucking one, they're skating down the side of the fucking enterprise having but my a point, shootout. My point being That's is clearly that like, Fast and the Furious like, but it didn't bother me because it fit in the film, but like I wouldn't have missed it because at the same time, like there's no way they fucking survive that. Like come well, on. Yeah, my, I, and I like, guess really? I guess my point is is that if you're looking if you're looking for places to shave 30 40 million off the film because that's what you got to do. Like if if you're like, "Hey, in order to make the next Star Trek film, we got to make it for 130 because the film's only going to make 200, 260. That's what we got to do is we got to make it for 130. What are you going to what are you going to cut? Shit like that is stuff I feel like you could cut. I agree. Like it didn't it it was cool. But like, here's the thing. Like, I definitely like I said, like it's 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 movie fodder. Like that moment is such a like, again, it's the sort of thing that I, I feel like is not just a problem in this film. It's like it's a problem in movies. Right. It's like, look at this big, crazy thing happening. But like, it wasn't cool enough to make me go, oh, like, well, and you know what? You could say the same fucking thing for Ghostbusters where you could go. I haven't seen it, but I have a good example for this. Like, like the scene when (laughs) when he fucking says, are you sure you can fly this? And he like over his shoulder, he's looking at him and he like, you see it like hit his face. He's like, are you kidding me, sir? Like, it's so fucking amazing. And then these, like, you know, fucking, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Sulu is, is going to do the thing. And Chekhov is like, dude, do you think we're going to have, like, we have to reach terminal velocity. You think we can make it? He's like, (laughs) we're going to find out. And like, they like go over the edge and like, you see them all like in their straps, like, like that shit like i'm like i was seriously like all like curled up like like on the edge of my seat with them as though i was somehow falling of off this cliff with them in the ship like that's how intensely cool that shit was right and yet most of that was just them in the bridge you didn't need the that's ship being what I'm upside saying. down again and yet most of that yeah was exactly right. Like it was them, like oh, and like just trading against the things, and they're like they're going over the edge. 
imagine like you're. And look, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that this movie needs to be transmorphers, where there's a car and then you, they cuts to the people going, "Look at that car! It's transforming into a robot." You know, I, like like <laughs> that robot is so huge. Stop, stop. <laughs> no, I'm not saying. But my point is, is that sequence, I, I, I would be very curious. I would, if someone has the answer to this, please let us know, because I feel confident that that sequence costs less than, than the flip shipping. The flip oh, shipping I guarantee you. No, I, I, I guarantee you. I guarantee you did. I wanted, that's I wanted my point. Switch- like, but that, because of what was happening, was so intense and so cool, it, and it costs less. It's like you, you don't need the, the other thing. Like it didn't. It I didn't have that feeling watching that scene. But like I will cool say this: and neat, but it's an know? awesome moment. It's now a little bit of a tired moment. I would like to, after Star Trek Into Darkness and Star Trek Beyond, I want to retire in Star Trek. The ship falls down out of frame. Pause. 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 Ship jumps. Sh- you know, shoots back up. We did it in Into Darkness. We did it in Star <laughs> Trek Beyond. I loved them both. Find something new. For the next time. I do want to switch gears real quick because there's one other thing we need to talk about before we get to the end of our show and say goodnight to you, ladies and gentlemen, Um, in that uh, we have a name for the new Star Trek TV show. I'm sure you've heard it. Um, It is Star Trek Discovery. Side note. The shuttle I saw was the Discovery. Yep. And Um, I found that out, I think, that day. So and I here's was like I don't know how I feel about this. I'm not sure. Um, here's some information we have here. Comic Con 2016 offered our first serious look at Star Trek Discovery, the upcoming television show uh, coming to CBS All Access in 2017. This is from Slash Film. Um, uh, um, we've had some very rough test footage showing the USS Discovery in action. We're going to talk about it. Um, and there's there's rumor that the uh, that the show is going to take place before. Um, before uh, the adventures of Kirk. Um, it is probably seemingly set before the events of the original series. Um, specifically set before the events of the original, original series. Um, <laughs> so, um... The original, original. So, I want to talk about these, uh, uh, three things. Uh, one, the name. Two, the ship. And three, should it be a prequel? Let's start with the name. Do you like Star Trek Discovery? I don't know yet. Yeah, I don't know either. Like, I know I'm not. It doesn't make me go, <gasps> so I can say that. So let's be clear. Star Trek, great name. Star Trek The Next Generation, terrible name. We love it now, but at the time there was lots of kung fu. The next generation, you know what I mean? It's like it's it's you sure. know your roots. The next generation. It's like it's it, at the time it was such it wasn't an, 80s an exciting trip. name, I guess. Yeah, but like um, it was descriptive, <laughs> and um, it was a great show. So Star Trek Deep Space Nine, pretty good name. You don't know what it means, but it, there's a mystery to the name. Star Trek Voyager, probably the best name. Um, uh, not the best. Not the, not best, the show. best show, though. Maybe that's not the why best I don't show. Think that but way. as <laughs> names go, it's the name of the ship. It also outlines what the show is going to be. Um, like the idea of the show is that it is it, it is yeah. I mean, the, a the, ship. the 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 impression I get is that Star Trek Discovery is also it's the name of the ship. 
and the name of the ship is the Discovery. Yeah. So and, and that's so, they 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 show that uh, they, they showed the ship the NCC one zero three one is the USS Discovery. Uh, that's what they say on it. Um, um, Star Trek uh, uh, Enterprise. Um, I actually kind of liked that it was called Enterprise and not Star Trek Enterprise. I understand why they had to make it called Star Trek yeah, Enterprise. I did because too, people yeah. didn't. But it was a cool idea. Yeah. To call it Enterprise, at least at Star Trek Discovery, it does just sort of seem perfunctory. I guess it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like, it's fine. I, it's a I ship. Think it's, it's more about what I, I think it's going to be more about what we what we see happen. You know, I guess it's going to discover stuff. I guess. Um, I, mean, I don't know what, but I don't know what'd be better. I mean, I, they, they couldn't ship. they couldn't call it you know yo 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 Star Trek Awesome Clit. You know, like like <laughs> like, like there are only so many things you can call it. And and have it be Star Trek. So like, sure. I and I guess that. if we're not going to see, I, I guess maybe I, what I wanted was to see another Enterprise story. I want to see, uh, like, whether it's the Enterprise after, or you know, an in betweener or whatever. All right. So let's. So let's. But, let, um. But disco- as, as names go for for a ship, I I like Discovery. It's fine for a show name. I feel like it's it's nothing about it's blowing my skirt up though. I like it's just just. Eh. I mean, I don't know what would like what name would blow your skirt up. Like, I don't know. But, you know, I feel like I, I feel like I can't imagine that after all this time that that's like it's weird to me that that's the best they can come up with. Like, I guess I but could, like at what point? Like, I mean, I just I feel like you're being a bit harsh on it. Like, I'm you're not being, being harsh bit, on like, it. No, I'm going like, to watch what it. What did you My- expect? Like, like, what could it possibly have been? Like, at some point when so much time has passed, there's like a level right of 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 expectation that like you couldn't possibly fucking attain like there's nothing i think that you could say at this there's no show name that you could have come up with do you know what you know what what, you know what have made it you know what would have done it for me um one piece of punctuation a colon star trek discovery like star trek deep space nine star trek the next generation oh there's no colon the continue so of so Star Trek Into Darkness, Star Trek Beyond, Star Trek Discovery. I just want to be clear that so your issue is a fucking is a colon. I'm just saying that that maybe so your that would beef be... is a colon. No, like, I don't. I don't want my beef in a colon. <laughs> uh, be clear about this. Your fucking beef is a colon. My beef. Your, your my beef colon is, is in beefy. Your colon. You've my got beef, beef is... in your colon. That's the fucking problem right there. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's your issue. <laughs> wow. Um. um <laughs> Welcome to Trek Off. Um, Sorry, had to do a uh, subplot, so, right? So let's talk about the ship because have you watched the test footage of the uh, ship? I I have seen the ship that looks like that looks like a, basically a, a a Federation ship fucked a Klingon ship. I've seen it. Yeah, it's like seriously, it is the worst ship. Yeah, I have I'm ever not, seen. I'm not pleased by it on I Star Trek. I, I it's it's like someone said, hey, you know how everybody loves how the Enterprise has a circle on the front. What if we put a triangle on the back? Yeah, I don't know. Like, if you haven't I, seen it, so, it almost so if we're, does feel like if they we're, were like sitting you, in a room it, and they were hold, like, "Hold on a second. If we're if we're losing you, feel free to go on YouTube and look up test flight of the Star Star Trek's USS Discovery." Um, <laughs> so you can see for you yourself see what we're talking about. Like, because I, mean, I do feel like it was like a meeting. Like, the only thing that makes sense is it was a meeting of the art department, and they were like, "Well, everybody loves the way that the that 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 like the the Federation ships look, and they all have the same look." It was like, "But we want to shake it up." It's like, you know what else people love? They love the Klingon ships, dude. Dude, we'll just put that shit together. Fucking problem solved. And it's like, no. 
See, it doesn't even look like a Klingon. It doesn't even look like it because the Klingon ship has some grace to it. It just honestly. No, but that's the thing. Look at a Klingon ship next to a Federation ship. And it is very, it, it, it is very, very different. Right, like a Federation ship is a lot of swoopy and whooshy, and and a Klingon ship is a lot of jagged edges and sharpness. But it looks cool, but it's also so foreign. And I think that was on purpose when they made that shit. Right, it looks like, like the a bird. idea was to make it look very different. This than, ship than, than looks the, like, than like the Federation ships and menacing. Right, like a Federation ship, I don't think is supposed to look menacing because it's but not But this doesn't look menacing i mean this this it doesn't I mean, it look that's what i'm saying what winds up happening because like you don't go one way or the other because you're like let's let's try to like and this I think looks like somebody ship, balanced a beach ball on a pyramid i mean yeah it's, it it's, doesn't look right at all because like those two styles are so so divergent from each other that trying to mesh them doesn't fucking work like and that's what you see here that's yeah, why I, this is like a redheaded stepchild, like a, a horrible genetic mutation that shouldn't exist. It's terrible. Yeah, no, it, it's it's. I mean, it looks it, it looks like so, it looks like somebody took like like. I, I don't I don't don't I'm even know what to it say. It does. It looks like it looks like a Federation starship and a Klingon starship fucked somehow and had a baby, and it's a horrible mishmash. It got all the worst parts or something. It's not good. Like they don't mesh well together, and it's interesting because. I like. I, I mean, don't it looks know like the what... letter M is sitting on a pendulum. Like a it's, bit. it's like I don't know what they were trying to accomplish because I feel like by trying to make this more aggressive-looking ship, like a good example of a of aggressive-looking yet still Starfleet ship is the Defiant. Like that shit, that ship looks fucking cool. It is a neat ship, and it it is distinctly Starfleet, but it also is like kind of bristly and scary looking. You know what I mean? In a way that most Starfleet ships are not. So now there's, there's a now now there a is there difference there. But here's the thing: the name of the show is Star Trek Discovery. So the implication that I get is that much like our shuttle Discovery, like the idea behind it is getting out there and checking shit out. So like, why is it going to look aggressive and mean? It shouldn't look like that. It's like it that seems in in conflict with the name. Like I feel like it should look very traditional you know federation because federation ships are not warships so i want to give it this two things one uh i'm looking at a design uh that ralph mccrory who designed the star the star wars ships um ralph mccrory designed uh what his idea of the enterprise would be back in 1975 um and you can look up ralph 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 mccrory enterprise and it's clearly based on his design um so that's like that's maybe part of the reason that it's why and and I'm again this is down in the comments of slash film somebody posted the picture um and then somebody has a good point uh there they say that uh we all have to remember I even I hated the Enterprise D when I saw it it looked all blobby you know the 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 the, the 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 saucer was too big it was it didn't look it didn't have that sleek look of the old enterprise like i remember not liking it. i remember a lot of people not liking it it grew on us and grew on us and now we love it so, so the fact high, that it's a I departure guess. from everything we're used to maybe it's a good thing maybe we will love it maybe it'll be the best maybe by the end it'll be our favorite but right now it's a it's a pill that's going going down hard what do you think of the idea of it being Although Before. that does remind me of something that what you said the last time we talked and I looked for this the second time around that when the ship is being built at the end of beyond, 
that that it looks more like like the one on the original series. Yeah. And you're totally right. Like the nacelles are a little bit longer. The 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 color is like a little bit it's it's a little bit darker gray. It's not quite as shiny. Um, There's that red pinstriping. Yeah. Like I was like, he's right. Oh, yeah. I want to see them on yeah. that ship so bad. <laughs> um, what do you think of the idea of, of the show being uh, before Kirk? Um, That's fine. Like, because unlike you, I didn't like I loved that Enterprise was in the before time and that it was showing us how stuff happened before. Um, I think that if they're going to do that. Um, didn't they already do that? They they did. Here's the thing. They're trying if they're putting it after Archer but before Kirk. Um I think that the that they and I think they did a good job on Enterprise. I really do. I think they, they did a good job of making it look not like next gen, not look all shiny and not look all lens flary like, you know, Star Trek 09. Like they even though we've got all these things at our disposal, right? to make things look much cooler than we did back in, you know, the late sixties. Um, I think that they, they made it look more like it should look. Well, like I, but beyond the, the look though, time. my, my issue, my issue is this, is that, is that I feel like enterprise went and showed us what it was like before Kirk. Then Star Trek nine went back and showed us what it was like before Kirk. And like, I get it. Like we know it was like before Kirk. And I feel like you're, but we don't here, right? We don't really because Enterprise is way before Kirk. And what I think would be it would be interesting, like because Enterprise, like when we when we see Kirk, like it's clearly not like the beginning of the Federation, right? Like it's established. It's very well established. The Federation is all over, and and they're like the flagship. And they're the top shit for a reason because, like, they're the best. But, like, it's not – and and I think that with, with Enterprise, what we saw was before the Federation, right? Like, that show ends with the forming of the Federation. So I, I do think there's something to be – and especially with a name like Discovery, I think there's something interesting to be seen there in the early days of the Federation. The problem to, is, is to, that so much of this is already written. The problem is, is that mean? there's there's – like you're 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 stuck in certain boxes and certain things can happen certain things can't happen maybe it would be great to see the romulan war like that would be a really interesting thing to see because i always wanted to see what that would have been like um and maybe you know by setting it 10 years after the events of enterprise or 20 years you give yourself the opportunity to have some enterprise actors come in although i don't feel like enough people know that show that that would be the real appeal like it would just be nice it would just be nice if we could move into maybe not you know, like maybe it doesn't have to be, you know, maybe it could be the era, you know, between there's a, like a 78 year era between Kirk and uh, and Picard. And we don't know that much about that time. That would be interesting. But like we're like we're I feel like we've we've explored the before Kirk thing. We I feel like the prequel thing has kind of been done to death, honestly, like in fiction in general. I feel like like the prequel thing, like let's move forward. And I don't know. It's just it's it's everything about the show so far with the like the creators. I've been you know, you know, I know that you were not hot on it and I was and I still I kind of trust the creators um, to do good show. And I guess that's all that really matters. Like all that really matters is 
are you going to create compelling characters, putting them in interesting stories that are going to emotionally move me? You know, because like, I think what you have to consider here too is that like the people who are going to watch this Star Trek show are probably like they're looking to get people like because you and I are going to watch it anyway. Like I'm going to play you now for a second. So like they want people who haven't seen it yet and they want to introduce this. Like so, and I think that there's a way, especially if it's like I said, like the early federation where there can still be really high tensions with the romulans and maybe they haven't sorted they haven't really sorted things out with the romulans yet to the point where they are even in 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 that like the original series like so you have like for us it would be like oh cool we get to see a little bit more of 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 how things were before there was a neutral zone maybe and before there was you know like the the things that we've agreed upon that like gave us sort of a tentative piece um we get to see the Klingons be the bad guys. We get to see that because they were the bad guys then. Like they weren't, like I said, like I just, I just watched the episode with, which I'm sure you hated. Um, and it was actually written by Gene Roddenberry, I think, um, with like, uh, when he goes to the planet and there's like Lincoln and, um, and like, no, I didn't, I didn't hate it. It's quaint. It's, it's a it's great quaint. episode. I love it. Whatever. But like Kalis is on the bad guy's side and it's Kalis. You know what I mean? Like, he's a big deal to the Klingons. And, like, people like you and I who have watched, you know, Next Generation, like, we have a... Like, it was interesting to see him and see Kalis be, like, quote-unquote the bad guy because, like, I don't really think of him as a bad guy. Like, hearing Worf talk about him, Kalis sounds pretty fucking awesome. You know what I mean? And I think you have that opportunity where there are people who haven't seen the original series and didn't see Next and haven't seen any of that stuff to to jump in to see this stuff to have it all be new for them and to have it be about and and be about discovery and and still have there be something for people like you and I who don't who get to see some of these historical figures perhaps that we've heard about in those stories. Now again all of this is rumor and there's you know we have heard that they're going to be new ships and new crews so it's not going to be one ship on its own. We don't know the concept yet. And and I, I'm i going to trust that they sat down and they've thought about it long and hard. And that's what they're doing full time is, you know, how do I make this new and different and interesting? There are lots of things, you know, I would love to see, you know, what if they get caught in an alternate timeline where there's no Starfleet? What if an entire fleet decides to go out there and go, you know, though going out one ship didn't work we're going to go out there into an unknown part of space what if a group of ships gets yanked forward past uh the nemesis and and everything in the prime timeline to a future federation where people aren't exploring anymore and these old ships are the only ones that work and now they've got to explore a future they don't understand like it's they there there are a million things there can be i guarantee it's not going to be here's a ship it's leaving earth to go look for stuff like they're gonna they're gonna do something good that's gonna. Oh, I ha- want it to be that though. I'm happy. To well, I hear that. I want that to be part <laughs> like, of it. I don't, I, I don't know. I, you can speak for yourself there, dude. Like I'm happy to see that show. <laughs> well, here, but here's but here's the thing. I want that to be part of it. But a prequel show, there's not much you can explore. Like in a prequel show, that's just not true, dude. Like it's I feel just like not you, true. I feel like you know. I don't know. Just I, because well, you know how things wind up, does it like? Like when I go back and I watch old Star Trek, I watch my TOS and I see the, you know, the bad Klingons and like, and, and know that it's completely different in next gen. Like it, there's no problem for me there. It's not, it's, it's interesting. Like, I think maybe that's like an issue that you personally have that like, I know where this is going to wind up. So I don't give a flying fuck. 
or something. But no, it's just it's just I I would like. I to think see if you saw interesting fresh. times, like because let's think about it again. All now, I care about is interesting Romulans characters. I want to say it again. Later in in the in the show, like and maybe and, and I would say that the I would say that the problem that that crept into TV Trek near its end is it became all about the concept. It became all about you know you know this is the ship that's lost and this is even the D- Deep Space Nine you know, at least grew beyond its concept to say, okay, you know, it may be on a station, but what it's really about is the interesting characters doing emotionally relevant things um, in interesting stories. But Voyager and Enterprise were about their concept and they got a little lost. So if these, if whatever, wherever it's set, whatever kind of ship, whatever the ship looks like, whatever its mission is, if you give me well-written characters doing interesting things and it feels like Star Trek, I'll be happy. We'll have lots more time to talk about it. It's going to be like, it's August now, you know, whatever it's going to happen, you know, five months from now, we'll be watching whatever this new thing is five months from now. And so we're going to learn a lot. A letter writing campaign for us to be on it. That's right. That's right. (laughs) All of you, all of you, your failures as people. If we're not the stars of the show (laughs) and and what it is, I'm not the captain of the ship and he's not my first officer. We've all failed. <laughs> and we're, and we're, hit, we're just like, hey, let's go to that fucking nebula over there. Yeah, <laughs> motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. <laughs> hey. I would tone down the language for the show. Where were you? Oh, I was jerking off in my quarters. Ha ha ha. Credits. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> no, we're both accomplished actors. Don't do that. We could do yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but once you get like into like season three. <laughs> No, the, the jerk off never... episode. The, so the episode. What? Maybe you guys don't fail if you don't get just another show, but I would never lose my professionalism. So what? What if? What if the show just became like recycling old like episodes of Seinfeld plots, but like <laughs> like putting other show, <laughs> like like being ma- like being master of your domain, or was that Friends? No, I think I that think was that Seinfeld. Was friends. That was Friends. I well, what if it's just friends plots? Maybe That's it's just amazing. Friends plots, but on a starship. Yeah, and, and you call it the one with the one with the Romulans. <laughs> the one with the Romulans. The one with the Cleons. And you give people names like this is this is uh Rasu and Raquel. <laughs> Rasu, yeah, Raquel. This is why they don't let you write shows. <laughs> I write shows. What are you talking about? Hey, listen, that's it for this week. Um, lots more going on. We're gonna lots more beyond talk. Lots more discovery talk. We still need to talk about Batman v Superman. There's there's still a lot more. There are movies we do, coming out. We do because I you, saw that piece of shit. And eventually, I eventually, you got to see Ghostbusters. We got that to talk about. Star Wars Rogue One is coming out, um, and we're gonna get new news on that. I'm sure that we're pretty soon gonna get an episode nine or, or, or episode eight trailer. I'm sure that's on its way. There's so much amazing. Doctor Strange is coming out. Um, um, there's so much amazing yeah, geek shit good. coming out um, and stuff that we're going to have to talk about. Uh, this is going to be just the greatest fall for Trek off. Like we're going to be like on discovery on, on beyond. There's so much, man. So yeah. I look forward to all of the conversations coming. Um, if this uh, conversation was fun, I know this is a long one, you know, just enjoy it. It's free. Um, just enjoy uh, it. It's free. You can uh, just break it up into two. We've no, got plenty for two. No, I think, I think this should be one. Um, the, uh, but if you don't want more of us, uh, of course, for free, if you're an Amazon subscriber, you can go watch our movie. You could um, and you should. Which is super and it's fine. So do that. If you've been listening to the show forever and you haven't gotten around to watch the movie, do it. Man, we get paid just if you watch it. 
Like, like, like we get to make our money back on the movie and we did spend quite a bit of money making the movie. So we totally like spent way more than we had intended as well. Yeah. yeah so, so yeah, all you got to do is watch it. That would be great. <laughs> you don't need to fucking give a shit. Like oh, you can, if you like, but like, Oh, speaking of which, fuck. Yeah. I'm almost done. Uh, but before we go speaking and give a shit, we got a letter and I want to, and, and I, I, I just want to give a shout out to a uh, gentleman who offered to send us one of those gummy bags of dicks. Um, and this, uh, th- this is going out to you, uh, uh, Stephen. I'm not going to give your last name on the air because I don't want to do that. But Stephen, uh, we read the, the the letter. Um, he says he's a big fan of the show. He's been sort of binge watching, binge listening to our show, and says that uh, the the thing that got me and the thing that made me sort of happy is he said, you know, I know you don't know me from Adam, but um, but I am, uh, I feel like I know you because I've been listening to the show. <laughs> um, I love which I understand because I listen to shows and I understand feeling that way. Yeah. Um, so it made my day, man. It made my fucking day. Yeah, we love uh, to hear from you guys. It really, it really pleases us. In our, so it Steven, makes us very uh, warm th- in our heart places. Thank you for the offer of the so bag of dicks. Um, yes, and, that was really uh, kind and, of you. It was good looking out. <laughs> and then, and then, like, like later that night, I went to, I went to my wife, and I was, I, I was like, hey, Mrs. J, I got, the, I just, I was just feeling good. And we, you know, like the, it had been, it had been a bad day. You know, there was a, we, we read a thing where somebody sort of slagged the film, and I'm not gonna, you know, talk about that because we have way, way more positive reviews than we do negative reviews. But I was kind of feeling, I feeling a little sour, and I got this uh, where a guy was just like, hey, I loved your movie, I love your show. Um, you know, or, or he said, I love the show. He hasn't watched the movie yet, but I'm, I've been listening. I've been binge listening to the show. Just made me feel good, man. So like, thank you, Stephen, for getting in touch. And for anybody else out there, if you want to get in touch with us, please do. We're on Facebook. Um, and, uh, and, and on Twitter and yeah, yeah, please feel free to, to reach out and, and say hello. But for now, my name is Justin. Love. And my name's Alexia. Trek off. Trek off, bitches. Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it. If you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us. And give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got me made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.